Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. saddle again you know we i mean i mostly say we back in the saddle but really this time we are back in the saddle because we did take a week off we we did and i'm glad that it seems like for the most part y'all didn't notice which is nice right yeah we had a a discreet vacation (laughs) we did (laughs) listen we honored labor day by resting yeah we celebrated Unions. Bella's birthday <laughs> and unions and Virgo season by yeah. resting and just sitting in our panic separately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And not on, on the phone with each other, which, you know, is welcome change. <laughs> and here's what I'll say. This is like really fucked up for us. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that we both can't not work or if it's this is the only thing that's been consistent in both of our lives for the past five years maybe that's just me sure but that was the first planned break we've had in legitimately five years yeah so so (laughs) that's cool and normal and we are very well adjusted and (laughs) respect ourselves and again I one of the things that I enjoy about this creative process is the (laughs) fact that it is very consistent Right. Love a structure. Love a routine. I need structure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But I do think it is wild that the first time in almost exactly five years, we were like, what if we just have a time off? Yeah. That's Hmm. a weird thing. Interesting. What if we took one day off? (laughs) (laughs) What if we took one one Wednesday off? Out of the week in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting thought, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But hey, you've... We're feeling relaxed. We're feeling yeah. Well rested, perhaps. Yes. We're here. We're here. And we're back. We're, and we're back. And you didn't even notice, which is you great. You didn't even and know that. So, ha ha ha. So, <laughs> jokes on you. Yeah. We love pranks. Who's the sucker now? <laughs> Not the people who t- never took a week, a day off in five <laughs> years until now. Did you like our prank? Yeah. That gotcha. we pulled on you? Better smash that like button for that sick shut, prank. Shut up, please. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to your hour of relaxation time, aka Ooh, yes. the Twilight. Hello. Yes, we're doing a guided meditation this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't be speaking in ASMR though, because I hate the way that that, it gives me the bad tingles. Yeah, that's totally fair. So I'll just talk in my normal voice, but if you want to pretend this is ASMR, then I love that for you. Yeah, you can just get the volume down way low. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you can turn it, turn it very low. Some of you have already said that you fall asleep to this, so go off. That's fine. Yeah. Chase your bliss. Uh, you know. Chase, welcome into Twilight. Chase your bliss. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? It's been so long. I know. Truly, it's been a wild time. Because we also you know, historically do not speak to each other outside of this one two-hour period every week. Um, we're not friends. Don't get it twisted. No, we just send each other memes on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good. I want to bring up something for my happy thing that I'm honestly, good. like, 
it, I, I think it happened over the time we haven't spoken to each other. Um, but I found a new slash old reality TV show Ooh. that I went full balls deep into and that I've never done before. Fuck yes. Tell me. And that is Big Brother. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Yes. Finally. I finally crossed the streams into Big Brother. I never grew up with Big Brother. I avoided it for 20 years of my life. 20 years oh of my, my life. Oh my god. I have never, never once in my life have I ever been invested. Cody, um. fuck this show. <laughs> fuck this. We are, okay. Big brother we, are podcast making, we are making a Big Brother podcast. This is my fucking, my gabagool. Yeah, you're, that's. I grew up with Big Brother. I've, Julie Chen has watched me grow up. Okay, yeah. First of all, iconic. Icon herself, Julie Chen Moonves. She doesn't age. No. We choose to stand regardless. Just her and not not the person that she chooses to be married to. Right. Tell me me everything. Okay. So my partner and I started watching it because we saw a TikTok about this most recent season. And we're like, you know what? And we're kind of running low on the, the weekly reality shows that we kind of have in the rotation. All the summer ones are starting to, like, end this week. They're yeah. all starting to end, and so we're like, we need something. Um, so we're like, let's just give it a shot. And then we watched, like, 30 straight episodes in, like, a course of a very short amount of time. Which season did you start with? We started with the most recent one, the one that's airing right now. <sighs> okay. Great. I was very interested because this is the first time, and also I think with the upcoming Survivor or whatever season, it's, like, the first time that CBS has had to, like, implement, like, a 50% diversity casting in all their reality shows <laughs> yeah you know they're so bad <laughs> legislated had to do it and it's like wild because like the quote-unquote cookout they play the game from the jump so good and yes. it's like nobody even had a shot you know and no. Like, yes. no 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 um but like the games are very fun and i just i think the people making those games have very twisted brains that i'd like to be inside of <laughs> like, yes same for literally everything that you just said. Yeah. <laughs> so much of the reason why I watch Big Brother to this day is because I, in in a hopeless dream, yeah. want it to, like, I want it to be as good as it used to be. Right. Because um, I know that there have been parts throughout the seasons that I've grown up with that have been good. And so I watch being like, well, I know that it was good at some point. <laughs> there was a memory I had of it being good. <laughs> exactly. So many of the folks that watch this show, very similarly to like Amazing Race and Survivor, right. watch it because they're like, oh, I could do this better. Yes. That's not why I watch Big Brother. I 100% watch it because I'm like, oh, you fucked up. Like, I yeah. 100% watch it because I love the conflict that happens in Oh, my God. It's so much. I, love, I eat it up for breakfast. Oh, my the God. The two-timing. Yes. It. I love it when they straight up lie to each other's faces. Um, consistently. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the fixation of the week. <laughs> so excited for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I can't wait to just text your Big Brother memes. Yes. <laughs> now that I know you're part of the, yeah. the squad. That's OG me. Squad. That's me. <laughs> it's very good. I'm very excited for you. Hell yeah. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm living. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just vibing. The last time that I spoke with you when we were recording, it was like proper summer. And yeah. now it's cold as fuck and like rainy. And I love that. 
But my happy thing is the newest Life is Strange game. Ooh. I'm so excited to bring this to the space because the newest Life is Strange is called True Colors. <laughs> just, nice. Just like the fucking Paramore song, just like the Glee version. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was hoping it would be on the soundtrack and I was wrong, but that's okay. That's my bad. I am a sucker for a Life is Strange game. Yeah. They are, I am specifically their demographic and that's fine. They make the soundtrack with me in mind. They make the characters with me in mind. They center them all in the Pacific Northwest. It's like, I love you. I love you. Life is strange. This one in particular though, feels like a fucking, <laughs> like they had a Personal camera attack. in my house. <laughs> because the main character's name is Alex. Okay. And Alrighty. I was like, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, she's an empath. And I was like, okay. Um, and it's uh, from where I'm at, I'm only two chapters in, and I won't spoil anything. But um, I mean, y'all, if you look at the poster, Alex is not straight. Let's right. get that. <laughs> She's got There's fucking fine lighting behind situation her. over here. Alex has not identified herself so far. Um, other than someone asked her straight up, like, do you like girls? And she's like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but two chapters in, and it's incredibly well done. I feel like more so than the other two that I've played, this one not just does the soundtrack fuck, um, but these <laughs> characters feel really well developed. Hell yeah. And that was something that with the other two, um, mm-hmm. they didn't really feel either like right for the time period or they didn't feel fully developed enough. And so far, these characters feel like like real human beings. Hell yeah. Which awesome. I love a lot. Highly recommend. Because the fact that it has been so long since we last recorded it in real time, we have so many current events that have happened. It, we are jam-packed with news, y'all. There's so, much, <laughs> there's so much that has happened. Do you want to start us off with a fashion corner? Absolutely. We got a case to cat fashion corner. A double case to fashion. We got double. Actually, kind of a triple. Whatever. Case <laughs> to has been serving too many looks the last week, and it is unnerving, but we are here to break it down. <laughs> I'm so excited. First of which, she was at the Venice Film Festival, where Spencer premiered, and apparently to very good critical acclaim. We love to hear it. Love to see it. Oh. Um, but she came in with a couple different looks, one of which is like this military black button-up moment that is just full butt, full underbutt up in here. Mm. Um, and she's back to blonde. I know we talked a whole big game about her being back in her we brunette era, so but that was, that was very short-lived, it turns out, so that's on us. Um the amount of people back. who like roasted us immediately. Yeah, were like, they're like, this uh, aged poorly. It's like, all right, <laughs> okay. Let us live. We can celebrate it. Sorry, we're trying to break news. (laughs) Sorry, we're trying to educate the masses here. Yeah. I want to take a second to talk about this, like, seafoam green. This is the one I did not see folks put, like, not a lot of news outlets properly discuss this one enough for me. This was my entire timeline and Instagram story feed (laughs) for, like, 48 straight hours, um, which is shocking that it wasn't in, like, the... Everyone was talking about the, the the butt moment, which I get it. But it is, like, 
very gorgeous and very just like understated lacy it's like very elegant in a way just looks so pretty and the way that the color specifically that seafoam makes Mm -hmm. her hair right now pull that strawberry blonde yeah it made me want to pass out i loved it so much one it looked comfortable yeah which is crucial especially for probably standing up for like however long the standing ovation was for spencer they go fucking ham at venice i'm sure it was like 20 fucking minutes yeah like you gotta be comfy you know and it looks like her yeah and often with all of these with both at the venice international film festival as well as the met which we'll talk about in a second they often don't look comfortable. And she very much looked like herself. She was smiling. I remember the seafoam one in particular. We saw her where she was like making um like little spectacles out of her hands. Yeah. And she just looked like she was having a good time. Finally, she is having fun and opening up. Yeah. And that doesn't often, we don't often see that. No, we really don't. <laughs> on there, which is nice. But we got to talk about this Met Gala fit. we gotta we gotta do it she in which i really appreciated she was like one of the last people to arrive (laughs) like yes which i stand like we got you know a breaking news alert from our intern taylor brownstown lautner that (laughs) our intern has been doing the work she really has been on break stand thank you taylor Uh, thank you taylor they're the best (laughs) absolutely an icon we stand them um but sent us like a like a confirmation from Kristen's hairstylist. I was like, oh, I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to see her there. And that was like two hours before the sh- the thing was supposed to begin, right? But she, this look, this fit. There were so many people that did this theme poorly. Yeah, I would say most. <laughs> I would say almost all. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, however, understood <sighs> this and did an amazing job. She is like... Cowboy Barbie up in here. She's got a beautiful all in Chanel, obviously. Of course. And it's like gorgeous, like floral blazer overshirt situation that's like (laughs) textured and like running down. And these like very cool flared pants with like a, and this ponytail. I want to see her rob a bank. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see this woman in a saloon, please. This is the Ocean's Eight. I want, oh my god! Know, I want I want eight different types of Christmas to it <laughs> in different fits, doing a heist, but especially this one. This fucking snakeskin cowgirl Barbie, I love her so much. God, it's so good, and it's like the bangs, the little <laughs> curled up bangs, and this high pony. I... Just coming for <laughs> Ariana Grande's neck right now. Seriously, this fucking bang. I will. I don't yes. know that I will ever get over it. I, one, I've never seen her hair look like this before. Yeah. I don't know that I ever will again, and that's okay. Right. In the best way possible, Miss Stewart, you look like you would bully me in school. Right. <laughs> yes. And that's okay. I'll take it. Yeah. It's giving me very much head cheerleader. Oh, energy. my God. Yeah. Like, if Riverdale went to Met Gala. Oh, my God. But, like, in a very high fashion not in a corny way. Yes. I do. I want those pants, honestly. Uh, yeah, they're fucking sick. This chain. This, these, yeah. They're so billowy. There's just so much room. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. It's a vibe. I think she fucking rocked it. I Yeah. We stand. I think it's interesting. Again, in a sea of 
boring dresses. Not everyone was boring, but most people were. Right. Um, <laughs> rock a pant. Fuck it. Yeah. I love seriously. it. Seriously. We would be remiss to not talk about an, an important, a critical, some might say, <laughs> cultural reference that has happened in our time away. Yeah. One of my favorite pieces of television is what we do in the shadows. We've talked about it before. We have, yeah. We have. I did not expect that we would be talking about it on the main feed as part of our current events section, yeah. though. <laughs> right. As relevant, timely info. How did you feel? Because you broke this news to me. I saw it on our own Twitter account. <laughs> How did this news make you feel? I, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I literally, I've never retweeted something faster in my life. <laughs> um, also because I am not caught up, so I haven't actually seen the episode. <gasps> so I don't, I don't have a lot to go off of here, but I did, I did see some preliminary things. Um, but okay. I was like, this is the, the crossover that I always wanted and that the people need. I am very excited. I won't yeah. spoil the episode for you, but I will talk about this scene. Yes, so, please. What We Do in the Shadows has started their new season for this year. It's fucking hilarious. I'm enjoying it very much. In this most recent episode from this past week, these motherfuckers did... Homage feels too broad. They did what I would say is a fucking direct copy. A recreation. <laughs> a shot by shot remake. Um, a, a remix of... Twilight's baseball scene. <laughs> Incredible. I saw this news and I was very excited. And then I watched the episode and I was waiting the whole time being like, where is this going to fit? This makes no sense. I don't understand how this is going to work. And then when it did, I about shit my pants because it was fucking hilarious. It makes complete sense in the episode. They do use Muse. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> they do yes. use the titular supermassive black Fuck hole. yeah. Got the rights. Um, Love it. They did get the rights. FX did pay the money. And this scene does... <laughs> this episode includes multiple Twilight references. Um, because fucking Guillermo has been watching Twilight throughout this stop <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like it's just like twilight it's just like let's do it like twilight yeah um the other okay. thing i will tell you and then i won't spoil this anymore um other than it was perfect um is the the wild component that was not in <laughs> the 2008 version in twilight but god bless if it was um it should have been i would argue um is that what we do in the shadows includes a character named Gail, who is, of course, played by Janice from The Sopranos. Incredible. Icing on the cake. <laughs> um, and I spent the first, like, five minutes looking at her in the episode being like, why the <laughs> fuck do I know you? Why don't I trust you? Why do I feel like you're going to start, like, yelling all of a sudden? And then I finally looked it up on IMDb and I was like, god damn it, it's Janice. Can't escape. <laughs> Can't escape. It's like, oops, all Sopranos. It's all, it's <laughs> vampires all the way down, I'm telling you. Yeah, seriously. Because Sopranos canonically vampire text, so. Truly, I'm telling you. I highly, it was, it was just 
It was perfect. I loved it Hell a lot. Yeah. Um, it truly, like, honored my culture, I'll say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Both as an Italian and as a vampire. <laughs> yes, exactly. On on all areas, I did feel respected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's great. I loved that. Hell yeah. We have a Twilight backstory. Nice. That I am very excited to read to you. This is from Danae. And it goes a little something like this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all. In my opinion, my Twilight backstory is weird and complicated. Here are the highlights. I'm clicking to the next PowerPoint slide right now. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The year is 2008. There's talk of a sexy new vampire movie. And 13-year-old Jesus Freak Me is not interested. Everyone in my middle school was passing around the Twilight books, and when a pretty cheerleader offered me her book, the queer panic overtook me, and I accepted her offer with feigned enthusiasm. I read it and quickly became obsessed. In the next few months, I got t-shirts, posters, bought the first three books, and saw Twilight on opening night. For the next four years, my life revolved around the Twilight franchise, and I became aggressively Team Jacob. How embarrassing. (laughs) I brought it up in every conversation. I wore the merch almost every day. I watched the movies whenever I could. It was a lot. And then I forgot about most of it because, you know, trauma. Happens to the best of us. Truly, Danae, welcome. Welcome to the fold. Yeah. Next slide. The year is 2018. I'm married and pregnant with my second child, and we can't agree on names. We searched (laughs) for months, finally found the most perfect names. My family and I were so excited. I finally told my best friend, and the first thing that came out of her mouth was, oh, Rosalie and Emmett, like Twilight? My world stopped. Every cringe-inducing detail of my teenage obsession came back to me, and I was horrified. The overwhelming amount of merch. Me screaming, yeah, you are. After Taylor Lautner's I'm Hotter Than You line at the Eclipse premiere. (laughs) The pure panic and despair I experienced during the fight scene in Breaking Dawn Part 2. Had I subconsciously done this? Did I have time to find new names? I didn't. Oh, no. My son made his appearance the next day. And as soon as I looked at his little face, I had to admit... Emmett just felt right. And so my baby caused my Twilight Renaissance. My husband and I listened to all of the audiobooks and rewatched the movies. Last year, we listened to Midnight Sun and started listening to your podcast together. Gang, gang, what up? Oh my God. (laughs) I am once again obsessed, but without the looming shadow of religious guilt this time. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Um, My Emmett is three now, and I'm really glad I accidentally named him after my favorite Twilight character. Oh my gosh. Danae. (laughs) Baby Emmett. (laughs) You have a baby Emmett. I just, okay. That's, wow. Danae, I have a follow-up question. If your children are named Rosalie and Emmett, could you please let me know, are they embodying, like, their person? Like, do you have give up their vibes? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, could you tell us their vibes? Like, do you have an older daughter who's embodying Rosalie of just, like, you need to get shit done? Like, I I don't give a fuck. And then do you have, like, a younger son who's, like, Emmett and just, like, running into stuff and, like, playing and just, like, doesn't give a fuck? Um... I need to know. <laughs> yeah, we just get fully into, like, child psychology, but through exclusively the lens of Twilight. <laughs> is he 
in a non-sexual way, like your monkey man. <laughs> I just <laughs> no, I I have questions. Just tell me yes. their personality types. Thank you. Thank you, Tanae, for your story. Thank you for your story. And also the fact that you and your husband listen to this podcast together is the fucking cutest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Dude. You need to stop. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Not Too wholesome. I will say, when I cracked open Vampire Academy um, <laughs> this week, it, I honestly forgot what we had been reading. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... From what I remember, the last time that we were talking about this on the show, Lissa held a party in her dorm yes. room where Natalie was also there. But yeah. more specifically, Lissa had coerced, compulsed, like six other people. Like, yeah, every other popular person. And every other, po- all the popular kids to be there. And they were drinking and having a good time. But Lissa was there and she was being a wet blanket. Yeah. Because <laughs> compulsion makes you a sad child. Really drains a lot out of you, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Makes you, makes you depressy. Yeah. <laughs> Stressy and depressy. <laughs> Stressy and depressy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember as we are going into chapter 17 and 18. Where are we picking up on? <laughs> oh, we are picking up. We got a little bit of girl talk. We got girl We're talk. back with the Bond babes. <laughs> We're back. I feel safe. I feel I feel held by, by these Bond babes. I love them. And basically, Liz is like, oh my god, you're not going to believe it. I think I'm going to be able to swindle you into the dance and into, like, fun activities. And maybe we can go to the mall together and shop. As the besties. mall? And Rosalie's like, or not Rosalie, Rose. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, I am kind of under house arrest. How is that? gonna work and she's like well i do need someone to guard me and you're kind of my guardian and also dimitri will be there so like it'll be chill we're all gonna have fun and it's great and it's great it's gonna be 2005 the fucking depression of 2008 the the recession hasn't hit yet it's gonna be fucking (laughs) great this is gonna be the the, yeah the coolest way to shop (laughs) with your yeah with your fucking delia's is still there the limited's probably there (laughs) like (laughs) There's, you can get everything. The malls are real still. <laughs> like, yeah, they still exist. They're not um, abandoned yet. Just go. Live, please, yeah. for me. But before we get to the mall, we do have another fun run-in with a not-alive animal. Rochelle. Hey. But Rochelle. <laughs> can I talk to the editors of this book series really quick? What the fuck? What? Why? Why How did we need so we much, need? Yeah. like, dead animals? And I understand, like, what they're getting with of this is, like, this is, like, sacrilege. And it's, like, uh, fucking, it's a cult, right? It's, like, right. the opposite yeah. of everything that you would expect. But, like, can we not? Yeah, there are other ways, I feel like, to communicate similar uneasiness. and with Yeah, if you and... want to communicate uneasiness, put a fucking box of, like, pushpins in there. I'd also be uneasy. <laughs> yeah. You don't I need to put a dead dove. Yeah, so Liz is like, oh my god, I gotta show you these shoes. Looks into her bag, ruffles it, uh-oh, dead dove falls out, and everyone screams, and everyone's very scared. Understandably. That sucks. Understandably so, because it's like, motherfucker, again. Rose's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how many times do we have to do this? And then Liz is like, hold up, what if I just 
real quick, do a quick little heel. In front of I everyone. Know, in front of everyone. And also, I told you explicitly that I wasn't going to do this again. <laughs> but, like, what if I just do it real quick? Like, no one will even notice. I know those birds, like, super dead. It looks incredibly dead. But what if, though? What if? What if? You know? And they have a whole tiff about it. Because, obviously, she made a right. promise. And Rose is like, keep your promise. And she's like, all right, but I fucking hate this. And everything about the situation sucks. Yes. Listen, Rochelle, I get it. I understand that you're using this as a plot point. I get it. It seems like the main reason why this needed to happen in this moment was because of the epiphany that Rose is having mm-hmm. of her being like, okay, so this shit started to happen because of the Raven. Right. And the and, whole Miss Carp. And she was the and only fucking, one who saw it, allegedly. Like, But like, what if someone else had been in those dark ass woods mm-hmm. that I had no way of telling if it we were really alone, what if yeah. someone who wrote that note and it said, I know what you are, knows what Lissa is? And it's like, yeah. Rochelle, we could have done... Rochelle. Hey. <laughs> hey. Maybe we don't need dead animals for this, okay? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's actually kind of been established. Maybe the first time. Uh- <laughs> and not... I, what I think now is like the fourth or maybe fifth. Yeah, and then Rose is like, cool, I'm just going to internalize all of those thoughts, though, and not tell Lissa about any of those things, especially about right. the ransom note. Um, and we're just going to move about our day and go say hi to Dimitri and see yeah. what's up. Because it turns out this whole mall situation is, like, also a practice run. Oh, yeah, because he's like, you don't, listen, you're going to the mall, okay? Yeah, you're but coming. it's a training exercise. <laughs> you're not going to fuck around and shop. You're here to work, all right? Yeah, you might be in a mall. Yeah, (laughs) you might get (laughs) fucking Annie Anne's if Alyssa wants you to, but you're still working, okay? Yeah, you can't run away to a hot topic and not be protecting your girl Alyssa, all right? Yeah. You gotta stay focused here. Right. So maybe you get Annie Anne's, but don't get Orange Julius. No wild business. No. No. (laughs) Because you can't choke on a fucking rogue, I don't know, orange chunk. Or something happens. <laughs> That's how Lissa goes out. She <laughs> she chucks in an orange Julius chunk. Is I guess the terminology <laughs> you use. God, the ungodly things I would do for a mall soft pretzel right now. Oh my god, give me an Auntie Anne's fucking <sighs> right now. Are you kidding I'm, me? Mm. Those little bites, the little ones. Oh my god. What shocked me, and I guess I shouldn't be shocked because, of course, they would need to be isolated in this academy, but it took them two hours to drive to the mall. Yeah. Also, can we say that the, the mall is located in Missoula, Montana? So it's not <laughs> saying it's a mall rather than just like an outdoor shopping center feels generous. Yeah. I ju- what are the odds that, that, that Hank Green canonically is involved? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in like 2005, he would right. have been like would have been... jumping. He would have been, like, sitting on giraffes still and stuff. Like. Right. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. you know, there's a headcanon if you want it. But <laughs> just the crossover. He Can you imagine Hank Green, like, doing his, like, fucking weekly vlog in this mall and he just accidentally catches vampires on there? <laughs> but, oh, and there's just a, a gaggle of vampires. There's just, like, because there's, like, nine of them. That's why they took this van. Yeah. There's a whole whole group of folks here. Yeah. Um, and their guardians. Um, and it's just just a whole rat pack, a clown car, if you can say. Of I, I would say a clown car of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're sure acting like clowns during this conversation on the way there. We get 
Because Dimitri... This whole thing of, Yeah, Dimitri <laughs> is like, doing some fuck shit. <laughs> this is very much what I would imagine... Like, I want you all to put yourself into, like, a van or a school bus, like, on the way to an event right. during mm-hmm. a trip. Like, any sort of, like, school fucking field trip. And when your teacher's like, all right, shitheads, we need to focus. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't fuck around when we get here, because I'll turn this bus around. I don't give a shit. That is what I got from this conversation with Dimitri and also yeah. what's his face? Fucking uh, Spiridon. <laughs> the most Greek, like, g- Greek ass name I've ever heard. I love it. This dude who looks like he could have just stepped out of an NSYNC video. Literally. Just by the description alone, you know. Um, had this whole conversation on, like, hey, what's going to get down here, right? Right. And so Rose and Dimitri are going to be, quote unquote, partners mm. which dimitri immediately has to be like guardian partner obviously like, guardian for the guardians for, you know not nothing else obviously <laughs> um nothing sexy's going on here obviously of course and essentially what it is is kind of like it's honestly the way to describe this and the way this is implemented feels kind of wild you have two guardians for one person one royal right a three-way, some might say. <laughs> Someone could say a three-way. Um, one is a far guard, and one is a near guard, which are real terms that people use in this book and in this fiction. Um, yeah, yeah, one of which sure. is just closer to the subject, and one is farther away. <laughs> but it's not the one you'd think, just like your sight. <laughs> no, it, I think it's actually the near guard is the close one, and the far guard is Listen, the Listen, I'm humble enough to admit that I'm 24 years old, and I still don't really know if it is the, the the eyesight one is what it says it is, or if it's the opposite of what it Honest says it is. Honest to God, Cody, I don't either. Of and course, I, have, I have no clue. I have no, I don't. <laughs> when anyone ever asks me, like, are you nearsighted or farsighted? And I say, I can't see far away. And they're like, right. oh, it's... Your blank, blank and, then and I'm like immediately forget. I it's gone. <laughs> Whatever you just said is gone in my. Our head. brains don't want us to like absolve this information, you know. And so it's it's hard out here. <laughs> I am doomed to explain things the long way. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. But Rose is a a near guard, um, yeah, which means she is closer to Lissa. But then they have this whole little rapport, being like, "Hey, do you know how to use a like a stake?" and Rose's like, yeah, I would love to, but Dimitri has not taught me fucking anything. <laughs> it just makes me keep running. I don't understand. <laughs> All I do here is run, and I don't know what the deal is. She I says that like... she's running outside the van right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm running, and we're just having weird sexual chemistry and, and having trauma dumps on each other. He keeps but touching my that, hands. Right. <laughs> touching my hands and like telling me how to wear my hair. Also, important to note, she's wearing her hair up. Yes. And a little bun. And he so, loves it. And he fucking goes hog wild for it. He goes, cr- <laughs> he goes nuts for this updo moment. I can't wait until a time where she actually takes her, like, hair tie and throws it. And then we just realize that, like, he just loves to play fetch. That's yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the whole bit. It's just, like, yeah. he just wants to run around and catch right. something. This mall trip, I will say, was not as interesting as the conversation in the car yeah. because there's, it seems like the main thing and like the, the shopping part is interesting too, but like right. the main- The actual meat of it, like the protection aspect of it. Yeah. The main reason it seems like was 
because Rochelle was like, okay, I need to get this plot point down of one, uh, Rose needs to practice at least once. And also this big, like, plot drop Mm -hmm. that happens here in this very small van where two conversations are really happening. There's this three-way conversation in the back with all the guardians and then all of the royals in the front are like doing hot goss. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they're dishing. It kind of like blends into one conversation when the Dimitri's reasoning for why he hasn't given Rose a stake, even though most people in this van have both a stake and a gun on them. Right. Is because of the fact that Rose needs to know that she, when she gets a weapon, she will use it no matter what. Right. And the reason why. And it why, could be someone. And it could be someone, someone she knows. Perhaps. Hint, hint. <laughs> Wink. Who could it be? And this was the part that, like, Rochelle has been quite obvious throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't surprised when this part came up about the Strigoi. But there is a part here where it's mentioned, like, the connection between the Strigoi and Miss Carp that came out of, like, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's, like, The, Rochelle- like, romance thing? Like, the running away yeah. situation? Yeah. That was wild. Because, like, I think the writing was on the wall here that, like, Miss Carp definitely... There's something going on there in terms of the right. situation and, like, chose that life or whatever. But then it's up this thing. It's like, oh, this guy, uh, Mikhail, Mikhail, Guardian Tanner. Yeah. Is chasing after Mrs. Carp because they were formerly lovers. And right. then he has to destroy her because she's a Chikoi now. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, hello. So much of this text so far has been Rochelle really walking us through this. And I don't know, because mm-hmm. some of the folks who asked us to read this, just like you had said as well, like you read this when you were a lot younger. And so I don't know right. if it necessarily felt like that during the first read through. Sure. But yeah. now that I'm reading this as an adult, it very much feels like, okay, like I, I see where you're taking me on this journey. I got you. This was the part where <laughs> I was like, what the, this is coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Hold up. <laughs> and I get the idea, right? That like, if they, if they had this partnership, if they loved each other, and then she became a Strigoi, that he's like, sorry, what the fuck? Yeah. I guess my duty is to kill you. But it was just a, like, wild thing to mention, especially because mm-hmm. all of these folks in the van, like, suddenly they became really quiet and blended into this conversation. It was, like, a big bummer. So <sighs> weird. <laughs> Very weird. Even Victor, like the old royal, was like, uh, like oh, we should probably talk about something else. Actually, let's just pivot hard. Oh, look, the mall's here. Great. Let's go, go, go. Great. <laughs> let's out. go to the mall. Anything but this. Um, yeah. But this shopping section. Ugh. Very fun. I loved that they went to Macy's. It made me feel very nostalgic. Yeah, it really brought back a lot of vibes. And so literally the whole time list is like, here's something that you should wear. Here's something that you would really look good in. Here's something that I think you would like. And Rose being like, I, ch- I don't I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> Ever. And Rose, like, literally has, like, this, like, the most minute haul. It's like, oh, I got a thermal shirt and a hoodie. Like, a couple things that I'm going to need as a guardian and things I'm going to need for the weather. And <laughs> Actually, I only, like, wear Henleys now. Yeah, so. it's kind of, like, my thing now. Liz is very shocked by all of it. Right, yeah. And they have this whole little, like, oh, Liz is like, oh, you knew about that whole carp situation, huh? And she's like, well, yeah, but, like, I didn't know 
all of it and also it wasn't really relevant and i don't want to tell you because you might freak out and she's like we can just can we be cool about this like we can have conversations you know yeah i don't really know when the proper time would have been list to just drop on you yeah that's like Ms. kind of Carp- a huge bomb especially since up until this point you have been uh very seen as someone like miss carp exactly any reasons um so maybe being like hey this person that we know has a very direct association with you and the things that you experience that nobody else does went to the bad side and is evil (laughs) so that's cool how about you sit on that and let's go shopping you know (laughs) yeah anyways here's this really lacy tank top why don't you wear that for someone wink 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 (laughs) i don't know that that would help what i did find interesting is the flashback that we finally get of when Mm -hmm. they when they finally left. Because that's kind of, we've been getting the little, like, instances leading up to that, but Rochelle finally gives us the, like, actual the moment meat. that Rose yeah. and Liz leave. Yeah. And it seems like a major bummer for, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't surprised by that, but, like, yeah, it was a major bummer for both of them in that moment. But I, what I didn't realize um, is the context that Rose had Lissa use her powers to get them to escape. Yeah. And so getting that context from this flashback was super interesting, especially now that we understand more of the complexities behind her similarities to Miss Carp, which is right. makes it a lot more painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it really fleshes out their relationship in a way too that makes a lot of sense of how they act with each other now that there's like that looming tension of those events and and the way that went down was like oop oop um it, that scene in particular and the one that we get next chapter are yeah the I next chapter like, one for sure is like boom like <laughs> <laughs> um and it's kind of clear right that we're getting close to the end of this book cuz like those are two moments that we've kind of been <sighs> It's Rochelle's been hinting at for a lot of this, but now that we finally know what those are, it's like, oh, okay, like we're getting to the end of this. Right. Um, We're tying up some (laughs) ends and also opening up some new ones, you know? Right, exactly. Um, I was very happy, though, that Rose, despite all of her Henleys, relented and did get a dress for the dance. The way that she talks about this dress is... <laughs> that it starts religions. <laughs> unbelievable. I What could this dress possibly look like? Because the description we were given that it's like, oh, it's a it's a black dress. It like It's pretty like bodycon sort of situation. Probably tight fitting, you know? Yeah. Looks pretty nice. And then the way she interprets it as is it's the kind of dress that changed the world and started religions. And it, she wanted so badly that it ached. In her chest. Oh, I... What? <laughs> it's so... It's incredibly powerful, right? Yeah, I'm moved. I'm, I'm <laughs> in tears, actually, at that description. This is probably the most beautiful dress I've ever seen. I'll yeah, it, it's gotta just be, like, barely... I'm looking up right now, like, popular prom dresses from 2006. <laughs> What a great Google search. <laughs> because from what I remember, I had a god sister who graduated around t- 2004. And what I remember about dresses at that time is it was very popular for them to be like full floor length. Yeah. Boring patterns. Like they looked kind of 
chunky, I'd almost right. say. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that this is described as like, this is a dress that would start religions and it was at Macy's of all places at this time. I'm just imagining something that was maybe a halter, if anything. Mm, Yeah. If we're being honest, and I'm just going to add this to our show notes now so you can imagine what I'm imagining. This is what 2006 prom and homecoming dresses actually looked like. <laughs> this is the real. The this real is what thing. they actually look like. And so if yeah. she was getting a black mm. dress that started religions, I would imagine it either has one of the cuts of these blue dresses where it's like very tight up at the top, very yeah. slim, like cut to the body, yeah. um, but it's black instead. <laughs> so very generous of you, though, Rochelle, to imagine that yeah. Macy's at this time would sell something sexy for teens yeah Uh, but go off love that for you we stand we stand (laughs) um can we talk about how the end of this um on the way home feels just like the end of like a fucking field trip when you're tired as shit and it's just like you are sleepy and you've got two hours to kill and you are trying to fall asleep against a fucking bus window Right. That's exactly the vibe. I was just like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> this has been a lot today and a lot of, you know, information, a lot of physical activity. I'm just gonna... I'm gonna just fall asleep against you, Dimitri. That cool? And he's like, nope. <laughs> it's like, absolutely not. You cannot do that. And she does anyway. <laughs> and she's like, well, and then it works out. You're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But the seeds of tension, <laughs> sexual know, tension, so have fucking... been planted. The he's intimacy. a sucker for it. Yeah, he's loving it. He's like, don't do that. But also, like, I guess. <laughs> Rose, like, dies at the end of this chapter. <laughs> right. Yeah, Rose eats shit because uh, they, like, leave the um, van or whatever and they're walking back. And everyone's just walking around and Rose is like, I'm not like other girls. I want to walk on the bench and be cool and just, like, <laughs> do my thing. And then she eats shit and the chapter ends. <laughs> so bad. Like, blacks out bad. Fully bad. Like, Horrible, horrible. Like she just like, like describes KO, the, like gone the, girl. The bench is like paper thin, and it's like, uh oh, you'll put your whole body support into that, and you're fucked. Sorry. A series wrap on Rose Hathaway. Rose Hathaway, R.I.P. So, love you so much. Thank <laughs> you for being here. Um, we lost her. That's it. That's we lost end. her. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the start of chapter eighteen. I was like, well, okay, so she's alive, I guess. Yeah, she is alive. She did not die from that bench incident. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bench. She is here. But her ankle got real fucked, for sure. Yeah. She's like, she's chilling with Dr. Olenziki, I guess. And Dimitri is there. They're all just talking her down. (laughs) Fucking Dimitri can't catch a break today. Right, seriously. Dimitri's like, I've had to fucking babysit so many people today. (laughs) I just need a break. Um, and they're all like, yeah, it's kind of wild that you survived. It feels, like, very weird uh, that you yeah. did. And also, like, Dimitri, like, s- apparently sexily carried her <laughs> on his shoulder to the hospital and to the, like, emergency room or whatever. And she's like, man, that sounds pretty hot. I wish I wasn't unconscious for that. That probably would have been pretty sick for me. <laughs> yeah, she's starting to realize, like, when she comes back down from the shock that, like, she's like, fuck, man, like, this was my first guardian job. I yeah. did a great job guarding Lissa all day. 
I come back onto campus, and the right. first thing that I do is find the first rotten bench and eat yeah. absolute shit on it. It's Are you fully kidding me? infuriating for someone like Rose. It's like, <laughs> I did so good. I did such a good job, and I eat shit on a bench as soon as I get home. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I did great in front of strangers. I come back home in front of everyone I know, and I fuck it up. Die. Are you kidding Just me? Fully I fully I die. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but anyway, she got presents, so that's nice. Yeah, she got weird presents and weird notes, one of which was a necklace that Lissa wanted to buy her, but, um, was too expensive. Um, and then, like, a, you know, a very weird note being like, how, how are you alive? That's so cool. Good for you. That's amazing. It's a miracle. Um, and then Dimitri gave her a present, um... A little bag with a little lip gloss, her lip gloss, the one she's always fucking talking about, how she's always out of it. It wasn't um, brand new. It was her empty one that he gave right, her. Yeah. Just as a reminder. <laughs> he, just, he just spit in the, in the bottle <laughs> of lip gloss. It was just it a was post-it like, note that said, buy more lip gloss, Rose. Right. <laughs> Rose. Um, and so we have a little moment there of being like, you bought this because I was dying? And he's like, no, I just thought it'd make you happy. Wink, wink. Does a little finger-touching thing. The little ooh The little ooh-woo moment. Stop! <laughs> he's doing <Ew>. that. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it yeah. so much. Um, yeah, he was like, I just, I thought that it would, like, make you happy. Anyways, gotta go. And he just it was a bad not dead. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> I can't be here anymore. <laughs> I need to die. Yeah, which was embarrassing. And stuff. Um, right. But it is important to realize, like, Rose, like, died. <laughs> but yeah. the doctor is like, hey, so looking at your ankle, um, take it easy today, take it easy tomorrow. Otherwise, you're fine. Nothing. Yeah. You should you be good. You didn't twist it. You didn't sprain it. You didn't break it. And there's nothing wrong. So you're fine. That's nothing not, weird about that. Yeah. That's not how ankles work, first of all. No. Um, and so Demetri's like, oh yeah, you have a guardian angel. And Rose is like, wait a second. Wait a second. What did it do? The strings coming said together. That to me before. <laughs> this is a flashback time, baby. And then she sees into the fucking matrix. Yeah. And is like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I do. It's always been Lissa. It's always. It's always been my bond, babe. My Damn bond, it. babe. TM. Because uh, they had a, a very jarring and traumatic car accident that both of them, especially Rose, should not have survived. And yes. she did because of Lissa. And Rose, I guess, didn't really dig too deep into that after the fact because it gets no. trauma, you know? You just think, I'm glad, I'm lucky to be alive. Hell yeah. We did yeah. it. And then it's like, oh, this happened again, maybe in a different less severe context but yeah this is definitely something that she's fucking doing right why because <laughs> lissa's parents died lissa's yeah. brother died has a lot of needs to save everything around her because she saw everyone close to her die right <laughs> in front but of her lissa survived and then she was like well i can do rose right so rose mm-hmm. you need to stay alive and L- rose was like well, I don't have the emotional capacity to look into this further, so okay. Yeah, which is gonna, you know, let's just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rest of this made me very sad, because 
Yeah. I think Rose is starting to get, like, too good at, like, channeling, like, going into... Going into her brain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, going into Alyssa's brain. Yeah, activating Um, the bond. Activating, like, bond babes, activate. Um, And Alyssa's struggling. Shocking, but she's struggling. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Christian is also here. (laughs) Yeah, well, because Alyssa, of course, like, when she's struggling... um, She goes goes to to the church. She goes to JC. <laughs> yeah, she goes to <laughs> just to see what's up, you know. Um, and so this was like rough. Um, yeah, because Christian is clearly like they're both still fucking bitter at each other, right? For various reasons, um, and it's just a whole little mess of things of being like, why are you even doing all this, like? Isn't the gig up now? At the, the jig is up now at this point. Like, right. You're very, you seem to be very emotional and stressed by everything that's going on. How about you just fucking take a breather or whatever? And she's like, well, I have to, like, go against Mia. Like, she's my number <laughs> one enemy up in here. And for some reason, that war is still not over. <laughs> Even yeah. though everyone's my friend and Mia has a terrible life now, as she deserves. <laughs> but I must continue to end her. I must, like, fully see through to the end of her life that she is ended <laughs> by me specifically. Um, and Christian's like, you ever st- stop to think about how maybe the whole Rose rumor thing and, like, your whole thing with Aaron and all of those kind of things aren't the reason that she's has a weird vetted interest in you specifically? Don't you think that there's maybe something that may have happened prior? And Liz is like, I don't know what you're talking about. She just seems like she hates me. And I also hate her, so this seems to be working out pretty good. <laughs> and then we get this terrible backstory. God, it's so bad. Of fucking Lissa's dead brother, before he was dead. <laughs> no, like, come, come back from the grave. <laughs> yeah, he, he rose Ghost from brother. No, ghost brother, but not a ghost. A live brother at the time. Um, Andre. Had a thing with Mia, and then just kind of threw her away. Being like, I'm bored with you. You also kind of suck because you're not royal and that you're like not cool enough for me and not hot sexy enough for me. Andre sounds like a dick. dick. Andre sounds as much as we've seen so far, besides the whole traumatic dying in a fire, seems like very bad, <laughs> like of a dude. Yeah. And then Christian's like, yeah, like I was kind of friends with Mia before she was like popular. And, like, I also, I'm a, I'm a bit of a wallflower, so I'm also kind of just, like, watching everything. I'm kind of plugged into the forums, so. I'm kind of just, like, checked in, and I can tell you that your brother fucking sucked when he was here. <laughs> <laughs> Not to speak ill of the dead, but he sucked. <laughs> so. Yeah. And she's like, I don't believe this. Is obviously very emotional and in very much of turmoil because that is her brother. Yes. Um, but it... It sucks. It's not great. <sighs> Fucking Andre. It's like, you don't even know him. It's like, right. well, look at him. I mean. Uh, maybe she... I didn't want to, actually. Yeah. How about that? Maybe he had bad vibes. You ever thought about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Christian, bless his heart, is just fucking dunking on Lissa during this yeah. time. <laughs> um, so hard. He's decided, like, this is the time to be honest with right. Lissa and is like, you need to get your shit together. Yeah. Um, you need to stop hanging out with people who are your puppets. You need mm-hmm. to stop being with someone, stop pretending like you like someone who you are sort of just like friends with, but you don't care. Right. And she's like, you know what? Maybe I do like Aaron. Like, 
maybe I like him, okay? And he, maybe <laughs> I really like him, and we're yeah. gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend forever. Maybe that. And Christian, huh? this very well-spoken individual, is his rest- his retort to this is like or like. <laughs> God, I love two thousand six. <laughs> Same. God, um, what an era. And Lisa was like, "Oh, there's a difference." And his response is just a fucking kiss her. Like, the most intense... A and, kiss. Yeah. Yeah, like, the most hot, furious kiss that Liz has ever had, of course, because yeah. Rose is tuning into this. She's like, uh... Right, because... Hello, <laughs> Rose guys? is like, well, uh, among my calculations, this is the most passionate kiss she's ever had. <laughs> and so I know that for... I would know that for a fact. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how I know that. But I do. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. It's not gay, okay? Uh, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, they're both, these two are great for each other. Um, yeah, but like just also equally insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just the worst. Um, yeah. The issue, though, is that Lissa's like, I can't deal with you right now because you are yeah. forcing me to confront feelings that I can't, I don't want to focus on right now. Yeah. Um, and Christian's like, all right, well, uh, fuck you, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. um, and so Lissa goes back to her coping Unhealthy mechanism. coping mechanisms, yeah. Um, which Spiral. are yeah. which are not working, obviously, for her yeah. in either the short term or the long term. Um the only thing it seems like um, at the end of this, of there being some sort of light in the tunnel, though, mm-hmm. was that Rose, like... Was able to, like, burst out of the memory. Yeah. And, like, let's go. Let's hey, act on it. Let's I have get a, Dimitri up in here. I have a... We can trust each other. <laughs> yeah. My I'm girl is both struggling. a guardian and a fucking physician right in front of me. Yeah. Someone told me I was supposed to, help, like, get her help. I yeah. can do that now. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe she will stop taking this out on her body instead. Yeah, right. Um, because Rochelle, it's really stop not making me read it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. So, yeah. Um, I am curious though. Like we're getting, we're almost at like eighty percent of the way through this book, which is wild. Yeah, we are um, chugging along. And so I'm curious to see where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see when we get into chapters 19 and 20 next Hell week, yeah. which is wild. Um, we have some amazing patrons to thank. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. <laughs> Thank you to Mickey Meyer. <laughs> Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Woo. <laughs> Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our unofficial intern. Taylor, Brown, Town, uh, Lautner. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you to Danae Swan. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you to Bailey Christian. Burr, burr, burr. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you to Kristen Strider. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, burr, burr. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Ooh. <laughs> uh, thank you to Rachel Seeker. Thank you to Ashley Dragomir. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Ooh, so fancy. Hello. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Steal my name. Shout out to Maddie Facinelli. Yes. Yes. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to our mom, your mom, Kelly Beck. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to India Peach. Sound like fucking toad. Uh, (laughs) Thank you to Laura Forty. And last but not least, thank you to Abby Penn. Hell yeah. So, Danae, who sent in our Twilight backstory, also sent in a fan fiction. Fuck yeah, double duty. Love it. Double double dipping. Love that. Uh, Send in a fan fiction for this week. The little P.S., on the email said, P.S. I haven't read Twilight fanfiction in a really long time, but I do read the occasional Harry Potter fic, and I recently found this gem. Enjoy. So this is called The Boyfriend. It was written by Falcon Lux in 2016. And the summary is, when Bella moved to Forks to live with her dad, the last thing she could have expected was to find out that her dad had a young, gorgeous boyfriend. So I'm going to read a little bit of this for you. Hell yeah. Just the, the crossover I did not know that I needed or expected. Okay. Bella got home the next day and was about to shout for her dad as she'd seen his cruiser in the driveway. But then she heard voices coming from the kitchen. Two voices. Curious, wary, excited, she slipped off her shoes and crept toward the kitchen, wondering if this was her dad's boyfriend. Okay, love? A smooth, rich man's voice was saying as she got close enough to make out the words. I would hate to come between you and your daughter now when you've finally gotten a chance to get to know her again. He had a British accent, she noted, which was unexpectedly sexy. I think she's okay with it, Charlie's voice responded. I'm pretty sure she's not homophobic or anything. She's just, he sighed, it's got to be strange. I can imagine. I think she's outside the door. Bella started, how the hell did he know I was here? With a guilty blush, she pushed the door open. Her eyes went immediately to the unfamiliar man and her blush instantly doubled. She had absolutely no idea what she was expecting. Maybe someone similar to Charlie? That was not (laughs) the case at all. (laughs) The man she was facing looked to be in his mid to late 20s. His green eyes were so green, they put emeralds to shame. His face and whole body, actually, was lean and attractive. He was wearing a really nice charcoal suit. 
His black hair was long and pulled back at the neck. Then the man smiled, and her knees literally weakened. He was gorgeous, and he was dating her dad. No idea what to do with that. Hello, the man said pleasantly, and she was reminded that, on top of everything, he had a super sexy British accent. I'm Harry Black. You must be Bella. End scene. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? That, that is a work of art. Top to bottom. <sighs> wow. Um, Janae, thank you for setting that in. Um, I will just say that if you need some joy in your life as you are going into this week, just know that our dear friend, Daniel, friend of the family, Daniel Radcliffe, um, does in fact watch BIP. Um, I heard So, (laughs) we're, we're here. We're all on the same wavelength. Uh, Dan, if you ever want to talk about BIP, or literally anything other than the projects that you did as a child, you were always welcome. Yes, open opportunity. Because um, I heard him recently on a fucking podcast, of all things, talking about <laughs> BIP. Joe and Serena, of all things. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> it was the most surreal thing I've ever heard. The, the streams are crossing. <laughs> Truly. We're here. Uh, anyways, thank you all for being nice. here. Take a break. Enjoy yourselves. But as we say here in the Pacific Northwest... Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.